fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. It's a 30-something movie podcast. Pat, we've got a problem. Yeah, we got a problem, John. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, my gosh. The planet, yeah, planet Houston. You come from the planet Houston? <sighs> oh, from Earth. God, can we just talk about Superman 2? I I would like to. Okay. Can we talk about Superman 2? Can, can we, we or Superman, Superman 2? Can we talk about... Um, We're talking about Man of Steel 2? I mean, that's... That needs we talk to come about, out. Deep Space Nine. We can talk about Deep Space Nine. Can we talk about Jaws? Sure. Talk about, I don't know, motorcycle. Like, can we talk about anything besides this movie? Yeah. Pat, I don't know if you've ever yes. heard. Uh, there's this thing called the Alimentary Canal. Oh, Pat, dear I don't Lord. know if you've heard of this. <laughs> <sighs> this. This movie makes me think of that. Um, yeah. Friends, I, 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 friends like a month if, ago, if you want to know what that, if, if, friends, if, if, yeah, friends, if, if you're not a, a, a member of the medical community and you're not sure what the alimentary canal is, you can Google search it. I just recommend maybe not a Google image search. Um, mm. But um, yes, that's uh, that's how this movie I, makes us feel. I, I bumped on Home Alone. Like I was you like, did. guys, I don't so, know about this. It just that this what is like, this was yeah. like, <laughs> no, I'm so, sorry. No. So let me, uh, before no. we even talk about the movie, let me, let me back up for just a moment. here. <sighs> back it up, uh, back it up. And then, you know, put it in gear run, and, and run over yeah. it and then back it up again. And, um, <laughs> after having yeah. watched this movie, do you feel better about home alone? No, because oh, I went okay. back and tried to rewatch Home Alone. And oh, okay. again, and, and I want to be careful. Like, I think it's an incredibly, you know, I mean, it's a well put together movie. Great soundtrack. It's just. Well, we're not doing Home Alone. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, and it's not fair because the other guys aren't here and I don't want to, like, get the final you, word. You, it, you it personally, that, oh you my personally gosh, just I, had, I hate this. Yeah, you personally just had a lot of issues with Home Alone. I, I did. And just I, I did. And it was like some of the stuff I'm like, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know this. I, I'll leave it at that. You know what? I said it right the first time, I think, for once in my life. I just, I bumped on it. It just, yeah. it it didn't sit well. It's totally, <clears throat> totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, this is the 30-something movie podcast. It is episode number 318. Uh, we may just, we, we may burn the whole thing down tonight. 318 mm-hmm. may be the last episode. Yeah. I don't know. What's it's, that thing they do on The Greatest Generation when they're like, uh, they'll say, well, so the cold open for the show got here and that's the end. You know, and, yeah. and they go like, maybe that's it. So, uh, yeah, the movie today is Problem Child. What's three questions? <laughs> it's, it's, it's time. Do we have anything else to say before three questions? No? Okay. Nope. All right. He Thanks. asks each traveler five yeah. questions. Three questions. Three questions. 
Okay. <laughs> just trying to move this thing along. Have you, uh, so while we're staying on track here, Pat, have you watched Lower Decks yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I, I got to get the, I got to get CBS all access and I'm kind of waiting on the CBS. You, you I don't, don't ha- you, I don't you have don't, it on the, you, you don't the, need to the, get the CBS all access. I know. I, I don't think I'm on that level of permission on the other thing. Oh, I'm not okay. sure. All right. So that's fun. I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know either. Okay. But once I get CBS all access and I can get, you know, when, when Pickard two mm-hmm. and uh disco very three, mm-hmm. I think I'll be able to like just crank through all of those. Okay, you know there what I'm are, saying. There are so many. I kind of the first episode of Lower Decks. For those of you who don't mm-hmm. know, Lower Decks is the new Star Trek animated series. Um, okay. The first episode, I was like, eh, all right. I mean, this is it's got some funny stuff in it. There are now, as I go through each of the the new episodes of this, as I'm watching each of them as they come out each week, there are just there are so many little things that are hidden throughout the show. There is a moment where one of the characters, I forget if he's walking into one of the turbo lifts or where he's going, but he's walking somewhere and he's like humming or whistling. He's humming the next generation theme song. And I'm like, that's, that's just kind of fun. Yeah. Like the fact that somebody on a Starfleet ship is humming the Federation, is humming the, uh, yeah. the Star Trek, the next generation theme song. <laughs> That's that's good. That's good form. And, that's what we call good form. And spoiler alert for one of the episodes, we yes. find out that Chief Miles O'Brien is one of the most important people in the history of Starfleet. Really? Yeah. Like they, they jump many years into the future for a, a, a little like end of the episode kind of thing. Okay. And they're like, Chief Miles O'Brien, one of the most important figures of Starfleet. They don't ever explain why, but he has his own statue. Interesting. Yeah. So... No, it's, it's hilarious. It's the, the show is, and it's just getting better with every episode. So when you get a chance, check it out. It's, I think it comes out every Thursday. So there's only three episodes, maybe four that are out now. Okay. But yeah, no, it's, it's funny. And it's, it's only, they're only like half hour, like 25 minute episodes. So they're short. Yeah. Well, I look forward to getting, I look forward to getting through that yeah. and, and checking it all out and everything. Yeah. All right. Well, Pat, let's just. I think we just need to get it over with. What's your favorite color? Mine's red. I like yeah. red. What's your favorite color? Well, that's been another episode of the 30 something movie podcast. <laughs> Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we're so glad you could be with us here. I think next week might be Halloween uh, or October. I don't know. We're just going to jump ahead. Let's just 1991 is next week. Uh, we're going right. to jump. Okay. No, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Do we have any voicemails? I basically, I think we're just trying everything not to talk about this movie. We got to, we, we, gotta, we, we, we just need every to, bit we have. We just need to bite the bullet and just, just go and just yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, I, I got to go take care of John. Thanks. <laughs> that was, okay. That, that pause, that pause, was, that pause was not only pregnant, there was an entire litter. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was dead air right there. Yeah, here you go. Normally you. <laughs> Quiet. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Okay. Our movie this time around.
no, you know what? I'm going to let's, let's limber up here. Let's, let's give this the full, <laughs> let's, let's give this the, the full, uh, the full intro treatment here. Okay. That's little, right. Hey, little, have you seen it in the Badlands? A little calisthenics. No, I have not. Is that on AMC? Uh, it was, it's on Netflix now. Oh, okay. I gotta check it out. It's, I, you know what? I it's remember, fun. I remember there being previews for it. I feel like there were pew. <sighs> when did that come out? I don't know. Sometime. Okay. I feel like there were... <laughs> <laughs> Pat, how are the kids? <laughs> <laughs> They're good. Yeah. Kids are good. Yeah. No, but it's, it's good. There's how like, about, how about a, let's, let's pull a tombstone. I know. Let's have a spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite color is red. Is it? I okay. like blue too. I'd, I'd say maybe like a navy blue for me. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a darker blue. I was thinking of thinking of painting the the garage sometime. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I um. We'll take if another, I couldn't take get another, take another drink here, a little liquid courage. If I couldn't get a red motorcycle, yeah. I think I'd get a black motorcycle. Would you? Okay. With red wheels. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> Our movie this time battery. around is Problem the Child. battery died I, on my I, I, motorcycle Pat, I'm, the I'm, other I'm day. I'm going to do it. I got to do it, Pat. I gotta okay, do it. I'm John, gonna, I'm going to support you. I'm, gonna, I'm with you, buddy. I'm going to rip off the Band-Aid and just let it bleed out. Uh, okay, I'm not leaving okay. my wingman. Let's do it. Now that was a movie. All right. Let's go, Goose. Let's do this. Wait a minute. Which one of us is Goose? Hey, man, I'll be Goose. Okay. That doesn't end well for you, though. Good, uh, good segue to our movie. Okay, there we go. Not ending well. All right, movie is Problem Child. It came out on the twenty seventh of uh, Satan nineteen. I'm sorry, July nineteen ninety. That's just I, it slipped out. Uh, rated PG with a runtime of one hour and twenty one minutes. It's about one hour and twenty two minutes too long. Uh, directed by Dennis Dugan, who did Moonlighting, uh, Happy Gilmore, and Big Daddy. Uh, which when I saw that, okay, back here for just a second. Um, when I saw that, I'm like, you know what? The other day, I was helping my mother-in-law get her phone upgraded at the AT&T store, and they had Big Daddy playing on the big TV screen that they had at the, kind of at the back sure. of the store. And I've only seen that movie a couple of times, but I was watching it just while we were waiting there, and I was like, you know what? It's actually a pretty good movie. I, I don't remember too much about it, but it was like, you know, it was Adam Sandler, and you've got the kid, and while mm-hmm. he's, yes, his normal Adam Sandler character... Like it actually, the scenes, especially that we were watching there were kind of like, it was very sweet and it was very cute. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at this when I was writing up the notes for this. I was like, wait a minute, the same director directed this that directed Big Daddy and some of these other, okay, well, maybe he improved from Problem Child to this one. Uh, Producer on this one was Robert Simons, who did Hardcore Henry and 21 Bridges. Uh, writers on this one were Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski. Uh, they both did the people versus Larry Flint and Ed Wood cinematography was done by Peter Lyons Collister, who did Halloween for the return of Michael Myers and deuce Bigelow male gigolo. That's one of the very few. Okay. Pat, you fall asleep in movies all the time. Mm-hmm. I fell mm-hmm. asleep. I fell asleep. I very rarely fall asleep in a movie. I fell asleep in deuce Bigelow male gigolo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It did. It happened. Yeah. Music is done by Miles Goodman, who died in 1996. I'm not sure if it was a result of this movie. Um, Little Shop of Horrors, Teen Wolf, and La Bamba. Budget for this one was $10 million. Can we talk about La Bamba? I'd be fine with that. Let's, let's just, why don't we do a retrospective? Why don't we listen to our podcast on La Bamba and then talk about our podcast in which we talked about La Bamba? 
We did. It's like Inception. We just incepted the podcast. Yeah, I like Lou Diamond Phillips too. Yeah, I like to talk about him. He does some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, thank you for calling the prancing pony and continual soiree. Is that Is what it, it was? It was the prancing pony, or no? It was the red pony. The red pony. You've reached the what's the, the prancing red pony, pony in and uh, you've reached the red pony in. Yeah. No, um, bar and continual soiree. Okay. It is a beautiful day at the it Red a, Pony Inn and Continual day. Soiree. What is the prancing pony? Oh, that's um, that's uh, Lord of the Rings, yeah, and Lord I messed that up too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And but what's funny is because it's like when Walt is as ma- a man in the bar, and mm-hmm. he calls and he's like, he's trying to get it right. It's you've reached. It's a beautiful day at the end of the Red Pony and Continual Soiree. And Walt picks up the phone and he tries to answer it. It's just like, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Uh, beautiful day and we're at the red pony uh-huh. <laughs> it's, yep. up, it's it's a nice day yeah. i hope you're having a nice day it's the red pony or mm-hmm. something it's there's one of the episodes where walt has to man the bar yeah <laughs> uh, they, they actually i just googled it real fast they actually have t-shirts that have the whole thing on there oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i might need to get I, one yeah. I, you took the words right out of my mouth i gotta order there's a bunch of t-shirts i gotta it's, order it's another beautiful that's a, that's actually not a bad t-shirt no, it's cool. It's kind of nice. It's another beautiful day at the Red Pony Saloon and Continual Soiree. And okay. I uh, and I'll, actually speaking, of, I've got to do a shout out for a former member of the show, our good friend uh, Jason Kale. Oh yeah, um, has a YouTube channel now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's put some fun episodes up on there and uh, really cool stuff. And he's kind of like as, as uh, you know, he's kind of doing a, a, a relocation in life. And so he's going to kind of keep in touch with friends and do kind of a, uh, a YouTube show. And so he's got, and he, you said t-shirts. And so um, actually I got to buy his t-shirt too. So anyways, they, he's selling t-shirts, tie wandering. It's called tie wandering with tie Jason wandering. KO. Okay. Yeah. I was going to look it up real fast and see. Um, Cause he is, he went to go live over in Taiwan for, is he there for a year or is he there for longer? Um, yes. Okay. I think he's there for at least a year mm-hmm. and then he's going to kind of reevaluate and see what he's doing and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it looks like I, I pulled it up real fast. It looks like, um, yeah. Taiwan wandering with Jason. And then it looks like he's got a few, I, has he left yet? He has. Okay. All right. Oh, I see. He's got he's got several episodes here now. Okay, cool. Yeah, the 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 trivia one is fun, and mm-hmm. you know he checks out tacos. He does Cubs versus Sox fans. Yeah. Um, you know, just it's it's cool. It's cool. So nice. yeah, go check it out on YouTube. Tie wandering with Jason. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. All right. Let's get back to this other thing. Uh, the budget was ten million dollars. The box office was seventy two point. Two million dollars of flick metrics, whatever. As uh, a forty-four percent cinema. Okay, Pat, you want your blood to boil a little bit? Yeah, cinema scores A minus. Cinema scores A minus. Yeah, I'm sure. A minus. People liked it, Pat. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's people and, that like it. You know what? I'm going to admit, as a kid, I like this movie. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, people call into the show. I we like spirited conversation. When, yeah. When I was a child, I thought as a child, Pat, and now I've I've grown up, and I've left yeah. childish things behind me for the most part. That's not true, yeah. but this yeah. one I'm very happily leaving behind me. Oh. Uh, starring uh, John Ritter, who died in 2003, probably not as a result of this movie. He played mm-hmm. Ben. He was in Three's Company and Sling Blade. 
Jack Warden died in 2006, also probably not as a result of this movie. He played Big Ben. He was in 12 Angry Men and a movie called Justice for All. Uh, Michael Oliver played Junior. He was in Problem Child 2 and various individual TV episodes here and there. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried played Mr. Peabody. He was in Aladdin, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, Amy Yazbek played Flo. She was in Pretty Woman and Wings. Michael Richards played Martin Beck. He was in Seinfeld and Airheads. Uh, and UHF. And then Peter Jurasek played Roy. He was in Tron and Hill Street Blues. Ben is a good-hearted guy who's always wanted a son of his own, but so far he and his wife have had no success. The couple adopt Junior, a red-headed hellion who quickly makes their lives very miserable. <laughs> Disaster follows Junior wherever he goes, and when Ben's incensed family tells him to get rid of the boy, he starts to wonder if they may be right. <laughs> They're the hope of the future. You two really must have a lot of fun together. Yeah, these little rascals really make life worth living. But Ben and Flo have a problem. Are you absolutely sure there's no hope? Oh, none whatsoever. Florence, why can't we adopt? Okay, let's get a kid. Okay, you want a little baby? Well, old babies are little. It's no problem there. Just this morning, I came upon a seven-year-old. <laughs> A smartest attack. Ah! A little rambunctious. Ah! But weren't we all at that age? <laughs> oh, he does look very presentable in that little bow tie. He's evil. That's a wicked mind. Look what he did in art class. Skeletons. Headless corpses. No, 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 no please, please, don't hyperventilate. Either Junior goes or you find yourself some new nuns. Hey, we must have gotten the pick of the litter. Look, everyone's come out to see him off. I would like to proudly present the newest member of the Healy family, Junior. He's got the face of an angel. It's the devil. I hope you guys are insured. He's got a special way with pets. Poor Fuzzball. He'll never be the same. He's got the keys to the car. <laughs> My new car! No! A child needs is to be loved. We've adopted Satan. You took him, he's yours! That's because you condescend to it! What am I supposed to do with the little creep? He's already been returned 30 times! He's mad. He's bad. He's seven. I'm gonna be eight in two weeks! Don't. John Witter. Here's Daddy! Problem Child. Who? Me? Pat? Yes, John. <laughs> we, we, we need to turn this podcast into like a, a YouTube video podcast. Yes, John. People need to see you with your Zoom virtual background sitting at the back of the boat from Jaws, <laughs> just just rubbing your head, just yeah. trying to figure out what you're going to say about this movie, if anything, that's going to keep me from having to edit this podcast for three hours. Yeah. Pat? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm yes, gonna, John. I'm going to start with this, and, and I only want one word, but remember, we are family friendly. How does this make you feel? Bad. <laughs> okay. Makes me feel bad. Okay. 
What about you? Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of one word. Like, how do you, how do you condense that down into one word? Um, mal. Muy mal. I see. See. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I wanted to say cheated, like cheated out of, out of an hour and 20 some minutes of my life. Huh. Yeah. I watched the I, whole thing in 20 minutes. Nice. Um, well, not nice, but yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going to just say disappointed because I, uh, when this one was on the list, I was like, I remember enjoying this as a kid. Like, I remember for me, this one kind of being up there with like a home alone, like kind of like a home alone, a look who's talking, you know, that kind of stuff. That's what I, that's what I remember as a kid, but I had not seen it since I was a kid. And then going back and watching it. I was like, and, and I remember thinking, you know, John Ritter, I always thought he was a really funny guy. We used to watch Three's Company all the time. Oh, he was and, and John outstanding. Ritter is. I mean, and, and, yes. and everything else. And even his performance in this, he's still funny. He's still got a good performance in this. But I think, I think it's just the story and the writing. Yeah. Because it just, yeah. I mean, and, and this movie gets, I mean, compared to some of the other ones that we've looked at, this actually gets fairly high marks. You know, cinema score gives it an A minus. So people that went to see it liked it. Um, flick metrics. I mean, that's a pretty low one, a 44%, but the fact that it not only made its budget back, but I mean, it made a decent amount of money at the box office, you know, 10 million yeah. was its budget. 72.2 was the box office. So they, I mean, that's why they ended up having two other sequels to this. Yeah. Like it's just not, there's not, the only redeeming character in this movie is Ben is John Ritter's character yeah. for, for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, nobody else is likable. Uh -huh. um, and even then the times where, I mean, he, he pulled, he went ahead and almost pulled a full on uncle Luke on, uh, on the kid. And when the kid got kidnapped, see, here's the deal. Pat, the year was 2020 and I watched problem child and, mm -hmm. um, the alimentary canal, Pat. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 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 I, I'm going to jump ahead to that scene because I don't know. The trailer pretty much tells you all, all you need to know about this movie. It's a kid that's been passed and, and that's what you see in the opening credits and everything. It's a kid that's been passed from family to family. Nobody wants him. He ends up in an orphanage. And still nobody wants him like other kids are getting adopted before him. And he's just, for lack of a better term, he's quote unquote, a bad kid. He's a problem child. And the, mm -hmm. everybody treats him, you know, I mean, he, he doesn't help his case, but he's also seven. So there, there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a give and take there, you know, a yeah. seven year old who does this kind of, and I get it's a comedy movie and it's supposed to be funny, but, um, you know, oh, it's, I know it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed but. to be, yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I it, watching it now as at, having been a teacher, as a dad, as an adult. I, I watch this movie now, and I'm just like, I see the beginning of that, and I'm like, well, the kid was treated this way. I mean, no wonder he, you know, kind of lashes out 
in the direction that he does because look at how he was treated and you know the the yeah. moment the moment where Gilbert Godfrey says he's been returned 30 times and that kind of stuff but I'm going to jump ahead because I think for the most part this movie is basically couple can't have children they really want to have kids or at least the husband really wants to have kids yeah and they adopt him and then chaos ensues the scene that really bothered me was when he gets kidnapped because the kid kind of idolizes this serial killer um, yeah. played by Michael Richards. It wears the bow tie and everything just like the killer. And um, the scene, and there's a couple of scenes before that, that I have big problems with too, but the scene where he's been kidnapped, the mom and the kid have been kidnapped by the killer. And John Ritter goes back in the house and he starts celebrating. Yeah. Like he starts celebrating. And I'm like, at that point I'm like, hold on yeah. a movie like this. If you're going to do this the right way, a movie like this should still have, because that's what his character was kind of built up to be from the beginning is everyone else, the wife, you know, the, the dad, I mean, his, his dad, big Ben, Mm -hmm. Mr. Peabody, Gilbert Godfrey's character, um, uh, you know, the nuns at the orphanage, None of them actually have any kind of compassion for this kid. No. I mean, every single one of these people are terrible people. Whereas Ben is a genuinely good person compared Mm -hmm. to everybody else. He's the one genuinely good person. He's the one that has compassion for the kid. He's positive. He's upbeat. Um, And then you get to that scene where like all of a sudden, and I don't know that they've, if you were going to get to that point, I don't think you did enough in the movie to show how much this kid broke him as a father. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to do that, it might need to be a little bit less of a comedy show how this kid's behavior breaks this man's heart, you know, who's really tried to be a father to this kid and and then have him get to the point where he decides to pull an uncle Luke and is like, well, maybe I should just end this before things get really horrible. And he starts celebrating that the child has been kidnapped and his wife has been kidnapped. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I didn't have any other response to it than just what? Yeah. Like what the, what is going on? I, I explained to the kids tonight. Um, I said, because my daughter loves, you know, she just loves, she loves learning about new words. Um, you know, she's the kid that will beg me for a spelling bee just while we're nice. having, while we're having dinner. Cool. She's like, and we did one the other day and she's like, give me really difficult words. Okay, fine. So she came back today and she's like, I think I finally memorized how to spell the word hemorrhage. I'm like, okay, well that's, you know, that's probably not on the fourth grade spelling list, but you know, sure. Um, Elementary canal. Yeah. Yeah. Elementary canal. Um, So I was sharing with her and I was kind of talking about this movie and I said, um, and I said, there's actually a, a German word that means kind of what this movie kind of fits with this movie. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've heard this word before, schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea, if you, if you hadn't heard the word before, um, schadenfreude basically means when people receive pleasure or entertainment from another person's misfortune. So I think of things like, you know, and growing up, I love the three stooges. Mm-hmm. Love the th- I still do. I still love the three stooges tried to show it to my kids a few years ago and they actually kind of, they had like, like a completely different reaction that I didn't expect. They were like, why are they hurting each other? Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, 
okay, maybe I shouldn't have shown you this. <laughs> that, that, it just got real. Like, oh, okay. So you're not going to enjoy that thing that daddy really enjoys. Let's move on to something else then, shall we? I think Dinosaur Train is on. Let's watch that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Does anyone know the song for Tailspin? <laughs> you do. It's bum, 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 bum. Yeah. It sounds exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Evil. I'm cool. I'm hip. And then. Hey, Pat. Yeah. In the tailspin opening credits when Baloo was wearing that dress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you think he was kind of hot? <laughs> no. Okay, neither did I. Yeah, I just was checking. I. Just checking. <laughs> hey, you remember when Bugs Bunny dressed up in the... <laughs> no. No. Okay, neither, neither did I. <sighs> and problem child. Yeah. Pat. <clears throat> How do you feel about all that? I, I mean, totally that was, agree that with was, you, John. That was the I totally scene, agree with everything you're saying. That was the we, scene I, that kind of broke it for me. It was that that scene in particular? <laughs> like that was the turning point. Up to that yeah. point, I was like, "Huh, all right, not as much fun as I remember." And then at that point, that particular scene, coupled with maybe one other one, from that point on, I hated the movie. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I mean, I don't want to be naive and say it's all. You know, sunshine and roses, and boy, I know we've got our our struggles in this world, and they're right front and center, right? I mean, whether it's places, you know, war, uh, um, refugees as a result of that, you know, global warming and flooding, and you know, natural disasters, a worldwide pandemic, so much civil unrest. I mean, there's some real things that we're trying to get through and I don't want to put it all on a movie. So I guess in one sense I could just say, yeah, this isn't my thing. Just turn this off. And, and it's hard because I try to be a nice guy and I know people put their heart and soul into something and are working on something and honestly trying to maybe just make people laugh. And so I, I want to be careful. And, you know, anyone that made this movie or worked on this movie, if you're listening to our podcast, I'm sorry that it just fell flat with me. I sincerely am. But it's like, I just look at that and it's like, we have to be better. We have to be better than this. This can't be, I mean, this, this can't be. And I, I don't know. I don't know if we just look at raising kids differently. I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to watch this. I, you know, and I mean, that's that opening scene where they kept bringing them back and putting them on different doorsteps and stuff. And then he kept getting older. And then it was like a big kid was I, I, like, I didn't even get that joke. I'm like, I, I'm trying to laugh at it. Like, I don't even find that cute. And then the kid was just so, I mean, and it was, and it was so over the top too, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm just simple. You said it. I, I love all the points that you made. I, I just, we have to be better than this and we have to expect more from this. And I, you know, and if other people find this kind of stuff funny, that's okay. I just can choose not to. So thank you very much. Not my, not my, not my bag. I, I don't know what was, I don't know. Ugh. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. Um, 
I had re- I had read somewhere. I was trying to find it real quick. Um, there was this article. I think it was People Magazine. And it was Mm -hmm. at the 25th anniversary. Yeah, here it is. Uh, 25th anniversary. And they had one of those articles of like 10 things you didn't know about this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things, and I had heard this before, it might've been looking on the IMDb trivia page, but um, that this movie was actually inspired by real events. Oh, good. So, yeah. Uh, So Gilbert Gottfried, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess he had a podcast. And uh, back in 2014, he interviewed the writers of this movie And I guess the original idea for this came from a 1988 L.A. Times article about an Orange County, California couple who adopted a boy whom they later claimed was a dangerous sociopath, quote, so disturbed that animals instinctively feared him. But instead of writing Mm -hmm. it as a thriller or horror movie, Alexander and Karaszewski turned it into a comedy intended to poke fun at 80s family movies such as Uncle Buck, Parenthood and Baby Boom. But see, those movies all have heart. Yeah. And what are we, what are we, how are we poking fun at those movies? Right. I mean, like, I don't see anything in here. When I look at this movie, I don't see anything in here that says, haha, I'm making a parody of Uncle Buck or I'm making a parody of Parenthood. And I don't blame the performers for yeah. that. I think the performances were fine. You know, some people were caricatures of actual people. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I, I think just the writing itself is just bad. They're horrible. Yeah. They're horrible people. Like this is one of those. I know sometimes. Um, what was it? Is that was that how people used to describe Seinfeld? That they were just like they were bad. They were bad people. Like it was a show about nothing. But it was like these are actually horrible people. And I think that's why. Wasn't that why the show ended? And they and everybody like ended up in jail. They're like we just wanted to show. Yes, these are not good people. And, yeah. you know, you just, you're, you're, you've been watching a show for years about people that are not good people. And we just yeah. wanted to prove it to you by putting them all in jail in the finale. <laughs> I don't, I remember vaguely hearing that. Yeah. I, I liked it so much. Like, I, I guess I never really keyed yeah. in on that. Hey, they're bad people. But yeah. I, but I remember kind of hearing that, yeah. you know, but I mean, this takes it to a whole other level. Yeah. Like the, so the other, the other scene I had a huge problem with was not only, I mean, the scene where. Uh, Flo, the wife, and the kid, Junior, have been kidnapped by the killer. And then John Ritter's character, Ben, starts celebrating. Mm -hmm. That's where I had the really huge problem. The other one where it just made me hate all of these people in this movie. I mean, the the, the dad, Big Ben, was just Mm -hmm. a terrible person. Um, Mm -hmm. Gilbert Godfrey, I mean, I can't really stand him anyway just because of his voice. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Flo, the wife, like... Part of this made me think, why, why did Ben ever marry her? Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. it was that scene in particular where she and um, Michael Richards, you know, his character, the, the killer, where they're in the kitchen together. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, he kind of jumps her and she doesn't stop him. Mm-hmm. Like, she kind of jumps him back. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching mm-hmm. that scene and I'm just going, wait, what? What? Yeah. What? Are you that horrible of a person that I don't even understand what's going on right now? <laughs> yeah, I know. And, it and just, it's like we're, yeah. we're parroting family. Right. Why? Why are we parroting family? I mean that I mean, and, and <laughs> well, it's not even it's not even parroting family. I, I don't know what it was trying to parody. Yeah, because I feel yeah. like I feel like when you parody something, 
you're trying to, you're trying to point something out. Like you're trying, you've got some purpose for mm-hmm. creating a parody. Um, yeah. you know, if, if I'm going to parody, you know, either it's to show the absurdity of something or I don't know what, but I, this yeah. movie doesn't, this movie just makes me really dislike every single one of the people that's in it. Yeah. None of the characters are likable by the time you get, I mean, it's almost like a massacre of character. Yeah. By the time yeah. you get to the end, it's like a Shakespearean deal. Everyone's dead on the floor. Well, yeah. None of, and a parody, none of these, okay, none so of these people, is, none of these people are worth saving. Right. Right. Police Academy, naked gun. Those are parodies of mm-hmm. a movie genre. They're funny. Right. Hot shots parody of, you know, mm-hmm. fighter pilot. That's funny. Um, scream kind of a parody you know this again like why are we parodying family Mm -hmm. or like this thing like why why are we you know and that's what he said we're trying to parody all those family movies like uncle buck and ferris bueller and all that like like why why are we i mean it show a family movie that's zany um show it something that's non-traditional. I mean, I, and, and that's fine. And even like I'll approach it from a 21st century standpoint, show a family that's not traditional as well. Like I'm fine with all that, like make, give us something to kind of de- deconstruct our preconceived notions of what a, a, a well-functioning family is. But it's like, it's like, wh- why are we poking fun of this incredibly dysfunctional family? I mean, that, you know, there's, there's, there's families out there that are just working to try and stay together and hang together and figure it out. And even if you don't have all these, all these issues, making a family work is hard, but I mean, you know, and I don't want to get too preachy, but a family, that's what it's all about, right? Family first. That's what, that's what matters, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's the cornerstone there. And it's kind of like, this movie is just kind of like deconstructing all that in 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 the most nasty way. And, you know, I, I mean, as a guy that hangs out with a bunch of teachers on a daily basis, I, you look at the way that the kid was treated and I, I mean, it's kind of like, well, duh. I mean, it's, well, of course the kid is a result of all his past experiences, but I mean, this was almost like, like Chucky level of, of, well, Chucky was a doll, but I mean, that was almost that level of mayhem mm-hmm. that he would create. And it was like, man, you guys better figure out like a discipline thing and quick. And and that was the thing is the kid ruled the roost. So, but you can't blame the kid because I mean, look at what his past thing was, but I, I don't know. I just. Well, and if you're going to do, I mean, if you're going to do this as a comedy but you also want it to be kind of a message on, you know, cause it, it had that inherent kind of built in message of, well, what do you expect when you treat a kid this way? Yeah. Like and what I, was it? The source material? What was, what did the kid do? I mean, he was just a real jerk kid or I don't know. I, I, apparently he was just, he was scary, like a scary kid. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, I mean, I, there was many years ago when mm-hmm. I was still teaching in the classroom there, I had one student one year. That's the only student I've ever been afraid of. Okay. Like I was genuinely afraid of one of the students in my class beca- mm-hmm. and, and the way that this article describes the, the child from the 1988 Los Angeles time to steal. I would have described that one student the same way. 
Mm-hmm. Just I, I, it was the only student where I ever, cause I always tried to be positive about kids, you know, even kids that gave me a hard time and other stuff. But this was the one kid that I was like, I don't know that I see positive things in this kid's future. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, I, and still tried to, you know, still tried to work with him, still tried to teach him and, and did the best we could, but like, yikes. But still, like even a kid like that, they're kids yeah, and they are that way for a reason. And so if this movie was going to do something like that, what what I personally probably needed this movie to do was to say, OK, you've got this kid. He's been neglected by everybody. He's been left off mm-hmm. to the side by everybody. He's been returned mm-hmm. 30 times. So be as a result of that, he has decided that, that his role model is a serial killer. So what I need to see is I need to see over the course of the movie and maybe they tried to do it and maybe I just missed it. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But over the course of the movie, I need to see why is John Ritter's character a better role model for this kid? Yeah. And I didn't see that. Like I saw him being positive and upbeat and genuinely trying to be a good dad, but I didn't see how he turned the kid around. No, or, or at least started to, you know, he doesn't have to, you know, the kid doesn't have to be healed miraculously of his, you know, nefarious ways by the end of the movie. But I just, I needed to have a sense of why is John Ritter a better father figure for this kid than a serial killer wearing a bow tie? Yeah. And I, I and I didn't see that. I there's enough of this in the real world where, you know, families are torn apart or there's people that kids that need to be adopted. I mean, there's like, why are we laughing at this? Like, right. why should I, why should I laugh at this? Like, why should I try? Why should I be entertained by this? Pat, do you have any I, intention of watching problem child too? No, 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 man. Okay. You'll enjoy this one. Then this is from that same article. Uh, okay. In an interview, one of the writers, Scott Alexander described his reaction to the criticism uh, from the first movie. So when people criticize the first movie, uh, yeah. his response was, you want bad taste, we'll give you bad taste. And the original cut of Problem Child 2 was rated R. Mm. And when they when they edited the movie down, they got it down to a PG-13 rating. So Problem Child 2 is rated PG-13. But the first cut of the movie, I guess they just decided, hey, you know what? You all that said uh, Problem Child 1 was in poor taste and, and you hated it, we're going to double down. Mm-hmm. I really... Well, that's, that's, that's a real mature grown up attitude that they took there. That's one of those things that uh, infuriates me about there's people in the world that I'm sure would love to have. What was this one again? I'm sure there are people in the world that would love to have $10 million to make a movie. Yeah. And then there's stuff like this where they get $10 million and they make this and then they make a sequel and then they make another sequel. They have a third movie and they have an animated series. Like, yeah, and they want it to be in. The fact that this movie got so many additional things that came from it, just it, it almost just makes me mad. Yeah. That these are other resources where something else could have been made, something better. I know. Are we taking this movie too seriously, Pat? No. Okay. No, because I can't relax and just have fun with it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, this I'll turn it off. I, it, it's just not my thing. And if some guy's sitting there saying, "Well, I'm going to make it because oh, you thought this was bad? Check this out." Right. You know, that's like you know, hey, you think that's smelly? Now smell this. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, if you pull my finger, <laughs> I mean, it's that kind of mentality, and it's just which, like, I'm sorry. Which oddly Not enough, my- which oddly enough, you almost quoted a a scene from Problem Child too. Yeah. Yeah, because no? the kid, the kid in Problem Child Two, the kid, they move to a completely different town. The kid goes to school, and I think the school principal is Gilbert Gottfried. Mm-hmm. And of course. while and while he's in there, Gilbert Gottfried is like, "What are you doing here? Like, you live in a different town. You're not supposed to be here." And the kid's like, "No, I go to. I'm going to go to school here now. I'm in the third grade." And I, huh. he says something to him, and the kid just rips a giant one right there. And the next like twenty to thirty seconds are Gilbert Gottfried complaining about the smell. I'm like, yeah. oh, so that, I don't know that I've ever seen Problem Child 2, but I'm like, all right, so that's the route we're going. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're, we're I, just going to double uh, down on stupid. Yeah, so it's it's just there is no commentary. There is no, hey, check this out. I mean, there is no witty parody that I can see. It's just you're going for the lowest level of cheap laughs, low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. and you're doing it with a topic that or topic matter that I just don't think should be there. So. Right. I, you're not going to be winning me over. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. Forget about it. I'm, I'm glad That's, I didn't show this one to the kids. Yeah. Cause there was part of me that was like, you know what? I remember watching this as a kid and thinking it was kind of funny and the kids, yeah. you know, my kids liked home alone. Like they thought that was a funny mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And I, and I thought, you know what? I remember this and I think they would enjoy, I don't think we've ever watched look who's talking with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we have. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I, I, I think they would enjoy, you know, because I think of this movie being kind of along the lines of those movies, too. And, mm-hmm. and I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, we, we could probably watch this one together. And then I went and I, w- I looked a couple of things up on it before I started. And I was like, yeah, yeah maybe we can't. Maybe not. And then we, I just ran out of time to watch it with the rest of the family. Yeah, and as right. I'm watching, I'm like, I'm really glad I ran out of time. Yeah. I don't want to watch this with my kids. I don't want my kids watching this. It's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know yeah. if, if anybody disagrees with us, please write in, call in, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we would love to just because we completely hated this movie um, mm-hmm. does not mean that there is, there may be an explanation out there. Maybe there's something that we completely missed in our viewing of the movie. Maybe there's something redeeming yeah. about these characters that, that, that maybe I was in a, not a great headspace when I was watching it. And so maybe I missed something that's very obvious to other people. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have a completely different opinion of this movie, mm-hmm. please let us know. Otherwise, yeah. the nostalgia of this movie did not hold up for me at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Come, please, it, please tell us how it, you know, it's, it's good to make fun of, uh, kids that have terrible upbringing and then are therefore act terribly and treat people awfully. And, right. and tell us why that's funny. I, I didn't ask you, Pat, was this the first time you'd seen this movie? Yes. Okay. You had not watched it before. No. Okay. So there's no nostalgia in there at all for you. I, no, no. Okay. There ain't no nothing in there for me. Yeah. So, and I'm right. sorry to take a Roger into it. Cause I know you, no. you but I, I just, yeah, this movie really just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. But no, no, I, I definitely had huge problems with this one. Yeah. Doesn't no. quite give you the warm and fuzzies. No, not really. Not really. Maybe, uh, what do we got next week? I'm going to see if that, that gives us warm fuzzies. Do you think the witches, it, do you think witches is going to be warm fuzzies? Well, I don't know. You were talking about possibly watching it with your kids and you said it was really scary so yeah it's you know i I remember it being like um because i remember watching it as a kid and there are certain things about that movie that are like um they're they're kind of like return to oz levels of creepy 
Oh, okay. I mean, it's a kid's I movie. Can... It's it's a rolled doll. So, I mean, it's like, you know, Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory, that kind of stuff. It's, oh, yeah. it's rolled doll. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I remember that just, I, I think the witches themselves, the makeup that they did for the yeah. witches. I when, can handle that. Yeah, I, I, I'll yeah. be good. I can handle that. Yeah, you'll be fine with that. It's. I remember it being kind of a fun movie. Um, yeah, I, it, probably not too many warm fuzzies for at least a month or so. Mm-hmm. But we'll get through it. All right. Well, I, have we killed this one enough? Can we move on to three questions? Yeah, I'm just going to say what Khan said. I've done something far worse than kill you. I'm going to <laughs> leave you like you left me. Buried alive. Buried alive. I'm just going to leave it that way. I'm not going to kill the movie. I'm just going to leave it buried alive. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, on that note. Mm-hmm. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. May God have mercy on this entire show. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, question number one. Yes. Favorite character from TV, books, movies, who wears a bow tie? Really? Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll preface this by saying in the past, a lot of times I have given everybody the three questions ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And the last couple of times, it's actually been kind of fun not to give you guys the questions ahead of time. Cause I, I kind of just want to see, I almost want to see the thought process happen as it happens. Vic Fontaine, deep space nine. <laughs> I should have known you would do that one. Yeah. I'm going to pull that one out there, mm-hmm. man. I mean, you know, I could be, I could be like, you know, any of the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, yeah, Sam Davis, you know, um, and say like, oh, well, they recorded the one concert, 1965 Rat Pack at St. Louis, which is a fantastic show. It's on YouTube. I was talking to Jeff about this. My gosh, how lucky are we that we've got an entire concert of those guys performing? Rat mm-hmm. Pack, St. Louis, 1965. And I think to my knowledge, that's like the only performance we have of them that's right. recorded. And now for all time, we can show generations their greatness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Um, what are we talking about again? No. So, I mean, favorite characters. So I, I decided just, you know, favorite fictional uh, character. Uh, I'd say the Bobby Darren character on Deep Space Nine. It was unique. It was wonderful. It was such a fantastic addition to that show. So I'll say I'll say Vic Fontaine, the okay. Bobby Darren character on Deep Space Nine. Nice. All right, John, your turn. All right. So originally, my response for this one was going to be uh, I had, <laughs> I kind of narrowed it down to like um, Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm couple other characters that i could think of that were on tv shows that wear bow ties regularly um but then as i thought about it a little bit more i was like no you know what there was one and i'm gonna pick this one because at first i did not like him and then it really grew on me and i was like no actually that's probably one of my favorite characters now um i started watching doctor who a few years ago 
Okay. Like I had a friend, when I lived in England, I had a friend who was a huge Doctor Who fan. Sure. Um, religiously. I mean, he had been, he had watched all the, all the newer episodes up to that point. Um, he had watched all the previous series. He knew everything that there was to know about Doctor Who. Cool. And then when they restarted it in, I think it was like 2005 or 2006, um, <laughs> they had, I don't know, blank out his, what's his first name? Chris, Christopher Eccleston um, mm-hmm. started off as the, uh, the ninth doctor. And I started watching it. I think it was on Netflix. I started watching it and I was like, oh, wow. Like I remember Doctor Who as being like this really cheesy old British show. And it's actually kind of cool. So I started yeah. watching it and I, and I think he was only the doctor for one year. And then okay. I, then I got really upset because I was like, I really like him as the doctor. And then of course they switched. And if you, I don't know if you've watched doctor who. I, I have like okay. my dad remembers the old British show, the black yeah. and white one, yeah, which were the first eight doctors. And then yeah. I've watched like one, maybe two seasons so I saw the ninth doctor, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. And then I saw when he switched to the 10th doctor. Yep. Yep. A little bit. I didn't see the whole season. So maybe okay. I'd say season and a half. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Would so that have covered. Okay. So when, if, if for those listening, if you haven't watched doctor who the doctor can, if, if something were to happen so that his life is threatened or, or, you know, he's mortally wounded or whatever, he can then um, regenerate. Uh, but when he regenerates, he becomes a a new doctor, a new person. Um, it's the same personality. I mean, some slightly different things, but, you know, memories are retained and, and whatnot. And that was kind of the show's way of, you know, James bonding it and uh, having a new person every few years or so. Mm-hmm. So I really liked Christopher Eccleston as the doctor. And then when they switched and it was David Tennant, I was like, I don't want somebody new. I really like this other guy. And he was mm-hmm. only there for a season. Well, then David Tennant, so I start watching through those episodes, and it took me maybe half a season, and then finally about half a season in with David Tennant, I was like, nope, yep, I really like him. Like, that's, I really like this Doctor Who. We can keep going with this. I think he was the Doctor for maybe four seasons, maybe five, I don't remember. Um, And then all of a sudden, they switched to another one. And I was like, are you kidding me? Just as I really started to enjoy this one, they switched to another one. And so then the 11th doctor was Matt Smith. And I think he was the doctor for two or three seasons. And when that one started off, I was like, oh, this guy, like his personality, it's like watching C-3PO in a bow tie. Mm-hmm. And at first it drove me nuts. I was like, I do not like this guy at all. And then when it got to about the last season of him, I was like, okay, he's grown on me. I really like him now too. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick him because I was thinking of my other options. I was like, okay, Pee Wee Herman wears a bow tie that that could work. But I was like, I really enjoyed all those seasons of Dr. Who. And from what I recall, nice. it was the, it was the Matt Smith, Dr. Who that wore the bow tie. And I think he wore the Fez hats too. Okay. So, so I'm going to go with that as my choice. So I'm going to go with Matt Smith. All right, ele- man. 11th doctor. Got it. All right. Question number two, who's more annoying Gilbert Gottfried or Bobcat Goldthwait? Yeah, that's a hard one. Both. Yes. To all of the above. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I, I think I'm going to go Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. Can he speak regularly? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Okay. So it's an act. Yeah. And I, I mean, I hope Gilbert Godfrey's kind of an act too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's not, ugh. 
Yeah. Boy, I don't know. Do you go up to McDonald's and order your food like that? Or yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't listen to Bobcat Goldthwait. Like I, I can't do it at all anymore. Okay. Yeah. I remember that was your, 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 yeah. Your thing there. Gilbert Godfrey, I will at least tolerate a little bit, at least long enough. As long as he's not in a movie for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Or if he's the cartoon, if he's like the parrot in uh, in Aladdin. Like, yeah, I can handle that for a little bit, but yeah. I guess Bobcat, Bobcat Goldthwait, 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 or at least in Police Academy movies, he seems mm-hmm. to play overall more positive characters. Yeah. Gilbert Godfrey seems to be a little bit more conniving yeah so that would kind of be a a choice you know factor too but yeah yeah okay all right uh and then question number three what's a terrible thing you did as a kid Mm. and and maybe limit this to when you were under the age of 10 Mm. let's do that under the age of 10 yeah I, I will say I have a whole list of things. I'm not going to go through right, them, but I, I was not a very nice kid sometimes when I was a little one. Um, I will do, I will do the stupid thing that I did that could have blown okay. up, could have blown up our house. Um, I think as a kid, I thought it was kind of fun to light matches and watch them burn. There it is. And so I went in the garage one time, took a box of matches with me and I sat on top of a, a, a big can that was in our garage. Yeah. What I did not know was it is a giant gas can <laughs> oh, that was in man. our garage. And my parents found me sitting on top of this gas can lighting matches. There, I, I bet you their reaction was, uh, oh, excuse me. I bet you their reaction was uh, swift. One I'm, of swift discipline. I'm sure they were thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go with that one. I, I have a couple of other things that I, I could have listed, like the time that I had a friend and I, I didn't know it would do this. I thought it would just kind of stop him and he'd fall off his bike and it'd be kind of funny. But I had a friend that was riding his bike down a hill and I took a broomstick and I stuck it in his tire as he rode by. Oh jeez. Yeah. Okay. I was like that looking back on it, I'm like, I I would have locked me away somewhere. Yeah. Like yeah. that that's not cool at all. Well, I'm sure you were all laughing about it at some point. We were. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's a stupid kid stuff where you don't know what the, you know, at the time I was not doing it with the intent of hurting him. Right. You know, the intent was, hey, this is probably going to be kind of funny and we can both laugh about it later because we were still friends. Yeah. But yeah. Like well, don't stupid. they say the sutures in our brain don't fully close and mature till we're 25? So you're, you right. know. Right. So, no, I'm, huh. I'm going to go with the uh, lighting matches on the gas can, though. That was kind of dumb. Gotcha. Uh, we had a, you know, growing up, BB gun and and uh, and bow and arrow and all that. And we'd practice in the backyard. The backyard wasn't like, you know, opening up to farmland of acres and acres. It was a suburban backyard. And we had the not the BB gun out back, but we'd get the bow and arrow out back. And my brother and I would set these targets up and shoot at them. And then, uh, then we... Um, had like some apple trees. And so we'd put apples on top of the targets and try and shoot those off. Then we put the apples on the arrows and when they hit something, they'd splatter and we'd always miss high in the arrows that end up in our neighbor's garage. And he'd come (laughs) home, there'd be like seven or eight arrows stuck to the side of his garage. And uh, then we were going to light the apples on fire just to shoot a flaming arrow like once or twice. Yeah. But uh, mom and dad put the kibosh on that one. That's awesome. 
So I guess that would be kind of the stupid thing I did. Just <laughs> playing around with the bow and arrow. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Much, fun. much better than this movie. Yeah. It's, it's late and I'm just going into a cycle and it's just like, yeah. we, we, we just kind of have to ask for better. Yeah. I don't know if we will. Maybe half the country thinks this thing is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Then, Hey, enjoy. I'm glad that you've got some respite from the world out there, but boy, that this movie just really mm-hmm. got to be better than this. That, that might explain a few things about half the country. Well, without going another, any further, <laughs> that's, that's please see my comments in the chat from last week. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, Hey, we just, move onwards and upwards. But you know, even yeah. that, like, let's put a serious spin on that. Like, how are we get? you know, we got to learn to get together. We got to learn to coexist. What, mm-hmm. what did this movie show any of that? It showed people being nasty to each other and no. then taking revenge and taking glee and them getting hurt. Like all, all the people there are was horrible. No, yeah. 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 I, the, yeah. The, if there's one upside to this movie, um, John, so thankfully she's, she's not like the way her character was in the movie. Um, but uh, the the wife in the movie, Flo, yeah, uh, played by Amy Yasbeck, yeah, uh, she and John Ritter actually got married in. Well, good for them. Was it ninety nine? Yeah. Yeah. So All right. about nine years later, they actually ended up getting married in real life. But um, so I, I'm really hoping, and I'm assuming that she probably was not the same as the horrible character she played in this movie. I let's so you know you don't want to assume, but let's right. hope for the best on that one. Right. Apparently she played, she was also in Problem Child 2 mm-hmm. and she played because he wasn't married anymore in Problem Child 2. And so she played a neighbor kid's mother. She was a brunette instead of a redhead. Mm-hmm. She played Good. the neighbor okay. kid's mother who he kind of was falling in love with. And I guess mm. a lot of people, just because of the change in her hair color, a lot of people never noticed it was the same person from the first movie. Huh. How so, funny. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. we had pro- to sum it up. We had problems with problem child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Treat kids better. I think is the message. Don't be horrible people and treat kids better. Yeah. It's a very simple rule. We put yeah. it up in our band orchestra room. Don't yeah. be a jerk. Yeah. Rule number one. Any other questions? See rule number one. There you go. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this time on the 30 something movie podcast. If you want to find our website, go to 30 podcast.com. All the different social media places where we've got stuff out there. Uh, we are three zero podcast, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those different things. Um, we got a voicemail line. If you want to call in um, 872-356-6843. And then next month we got coming up is our month of October. It is horror month. Um, so we will spend, and, and Pat, I know, is absolutely thrilled about that. Um, I thought the kickoff was today, John. It's This may be the kickoff, yes. Problem Child mm-hmm. was the prequel to Horror Month. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So we've got, yeah. So we've got The Witches is coming up, um, Stephen King's It, Jacob's Ladder, Tremors, and Misery. So we got some. I like Trevor's. Ah, or tre- tre- Tremors. Tremors. Not Trevor's. Trevor's. Tremors. That's a different yeah. movie. That's a, that's that's a completely one. different. It's a bunch of guys crawling around underground and every once in a while they just pop up and they're like, Nah, yeah, a completely different movie. Got yeah. Some, got little, like, I did uh, tremors pocket protectors in there. And oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's sounded good at the time. Probably like problem, for me, man. Probably like problem child when they were making it. Yeah. Um, they, like, yeah, it yeah. Sounded good at the time. All right. 
that's going to do it for us this time. Pat, thank you so much for being here. Hey, John, thank you. It's fun, as always, to talk movies. Even, even, the, even though the movie less was a, than good ones. Even though the movie was a steaming pile. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't so bad as that it just lacked good. Yes. That's probably right. a good way to put it. No, it was bad. Yeah, this was not yeah. a good one, John. No. This was bad. <laughs> it, it lacked all good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, so we'll see you back here next time for The Witches. Um, but in the meantime, thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. Everybody, we hope that unlike the people in this movie, you will be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time. Bye.